an addict. My mouth is about to get very dry. Um, I'm actually from Ottawa, um, partly from Perry Sound. So if there's anyone from Northern Ontario, (laughs) (laughs) one guy. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Uh, Oh, is that the bee guy? The bee and fish guy? Yeah, okay. Um, And there's another one, Aaron from Perry Sound. Woo! Okay, enough about them. Um, Thank you, Richard, so much for your message, for your story. I was just like, this is why I come to conventions, to get that connection and that stuff. It's fucking amazing. (laughs) I'm so glad to be in recovery and be at a convention with the old people and the new people. You know, um, <clears throat> and I guess when I was thinking about back to basics, actually it's been a little bit of a journey to become a speaker because first it's like I was asked and I was like, yes, okay, no problem. And then it, I was supposed to be on Friday at five and I was like, I'll still be at work in Ottawa. It's like, okay, I'm not speaking. Woo! Thank God. And then it was like, you're speaking tomorrow morning at nine. And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. And it's like, no, you're not speaking. There's somebody else. <laughs> so it's just like, okay, I'm good. I'm here. If anybody needs to stand up and stretch because your bum is asleep, please do so. Those chairs, I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, so a little bit about these. I love the five things. My things are the same things as your things. You know, what are the three that you only have to do? Because I'd like to do the shorter version of the... <laughs> Yeah. Well, I guess the first thing that I did was uh, 90 meetings in 90 days, and uh, I've done it twice. So in the beginning, in the very beginning, they said do 90 meetings in 90 days, and I was kind of like relieved that I had some instruction of what to do with my life now that I wasn't doing my old life, you know, because I knew very well what to do there. but not what to do when I got here. So doing that 90 and 90 um, really helped me figure out what I was supposed to be doing. (laughs) And I think it was more than that because I would go to the nooner and then sit at the coffee shop all day, play some pool, and then go to the meeting at night. You know, and that's what my life looked like. I didn't have a job. I had no, I was unemployable, that is for sure. I had a boyfriend, of course. Um, who I met in detox. (laughs) So I was very busy. I knew what to do. Um, I guess part of my message is that I've done nothing perfectly out of those five things, except for don't pick up no matter what. Right? Um, Because right from the beginning, when I was in detox, you know, I met the love of my life, my true soulmate. You know? Because for me, in the beginning, I was so empty, and there was this huge void of where drugs and that whole lifestyle used to temporarily fill every day for five minutes, um, that I was looking for anything to fill it. And Jeff was like the perfect filler. And uh, so we were together for the first 18 months of my recovery. I was in a relationship with a guy that I met in detox. You know, and that became definitely my first version of my higher power, <laughs> because basically I did whatever, whatever he said, you know, and that's what I cared about most, who I talked to most, um, who I hung out with the most, 
and it was so powerful because I was trying to work his program for him and help him stay clean you know and we all know how that does not work right um, but I was doing the 90 meetings in 90 days and continued to do that for I think like 18 months until I had my first job and over that 18 months going to 90 meetings in 90 days and having a fake sponsor by the way um, gave me the the basics, the courage to move out of that relationship and to find the real stuff. Because by 18 months, I kind of had friends, you know, I had a home group, I was going regularly, and so my life started to get, the void started to get filled with the other stuff, the good stuff, you know? Um, and about the fake sponsor, that's one of those five things, no, the sponsor, not the fake sponsor, is one of those things, is I picked my sponsor for her physicality as well. Um, she wasn't as cute as I was. So I knew that she wouldn't be taking attention away from my boyfriend. Yeah. So that was the first sponsor. Um, I got better at picking sponsors, thank goodness. And uh, my first home group was actually, it was right outside the male treatment center. So it wasn't the men's meeting, but it was the men's meeting. You know what I mean? It was the men's meeting in Lee. And that's where I was comfortable. You know, um, I didn't realize that I wasn't comfortable with being a woman and I wasn't comfortable with other women. I just didn't like them. I just didn't have time for that shit, you know. Um, but slowly, over those 18 months, women started to creep into my life, unbeknownst to me, and uh, endear themselves to me and started to do things like talk to me and hug me and, um, you know, take me into their homes and stuff like that. So, Eventually, that changed. That changed too. Uh, my relationship with other women in the fellowship and our relationship with a sponsor. Um, like a few weekends ago, we had a, a woman's weekend. A woman of a certain age, plus Lee, because I'm not of a certain age. Uh, I want to make sure that that is on here. Um, and it's like to do that blew my mind, you know, to be in a cabin on a lake with 12 other recovering women and just loving each other, you know, just loving each other, just playing Scrabble and doing stupid stuff, you know, and there was kind of like a newcomer woman who came there and she was like shaking and she was so afraid that there was going to be drama, that there was going to be fights, that she was going to be walking out of there in 20 minutes, you know. And because she shared that right at the beginning of the weekend, she had a great weekend, you know, because we'd all been there, you know, at some point in the recovery. But she took that leap, that little faith, like, okay, just show up, right? Just show up and see what happens. Um, one of the other things is service. And my first service position, okay, because with me, it's like either go big or go home in all aspects of my life. So I wasn't a GSR, I wasn't, you know, a secretary or whatever. It's like, I want to be on the convention committee, you know, um, because that's a big deal. Like, that's a really, really big thing. But I, it's like, I don't have time for that other stuff. Just move me to the front of the class, you know, and that's a hard lesson. It's a hard lesson. Um, so it was a convention in Ottawa, and I was to be the arts and graphics chair, and, uh, even though I had no cervix, cervix experience, <laughs> I shirted after that. We said, no, I'm kidding. 
<laughs> I did. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I cried the whole weekend. I cried the whole frigging weekend. You know, because I was so overwhelmed with what was happening. You know, like all the people that were there. I'm sure it was only about a thousand people, but in my head it was like all of Canada was there. You know? And, uh,. I put up posters and I was crying and I was blowing up balloons and I was crying and uh, the people on the convention committee, they just loved me and, you know, it was like, you can do it, I'll see you at the next meeting and, you know, and uh, I designed the logo for that convention and so every time it comes up on the thing, it's like I have this, this good memory of all the people that were on the committee and how much they helped me and that my first service, my first foray into service was actually just like the, the biggest thing beyond my wildest dreams, you know? So since then I've gone back to like pushing in chairs and chairing, um, chairing my home group and stuff like that mostly, anyways. Um, yeah, so it's good to be at a convention and thank you for the convention people for doing it because it's, you know, you get as much out of it as you put into it. And when you're on a committee, you know, it becomes a wee thing and it kind of becomes okay. Somebody last night was sharing about how an early recovery service, like what I heard anyways, was that she was like on a pink cloud. It's like you're on a committee, you love everybody, everything's good, people argue it's okay or whatever. And then eventually like that pink cloud dissipates and you realize that there's personalities and there's, you know, those principles that we're supposed to put before them and, and all that stuff. And to tell you the truth, I'm kind of at the pink cloud place again. You know, like with people at meetings and with people um, in service and in general. You know, it's just like, <clears throat> because I'm just coming back from a bottom, I think I'm in that place where it's like, I don't care, I will fucking love you. You know? So that's probably not going to last too long, so if you want to <laughs> 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 get in now while the going's good, come on up. You know? Yeah. So talking about that that bottom, bringing that up. Um, yeah, there's a guy sitting outside, actually, just to divert. Guy sitting outside, and then, you know, I said I was speaking at this thing, and I said, what should I say? And I was just kind of being cheeky. I'm sure he's in here. Um, <coughs> you know, because I know everything. Anyways, and so he says to me, well, somebody said to me, if you stick at the basics, you never have to go back to them. <laughs> that's it you know and uh, I did the basics for about 15 years really active really sponsorship uh, step group home group home group has always been my biggest thing um, service higher power that kind of stuff for 15 years and then something happened I think it has something to do <clears throat> with going back to school, um, but I just got busy and started to get like my self-esteem and pats on the back from doing well at school. And uh, I've heard other people share about this, um, and I just moved away slowly and gradually from NA, you know. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, it started because I had a engineering class, my worst class, on a Monday night at 7.30. And that had been my home group for 15 years. 
not the men's group. I switched. I switched to the other group. Um, and so, I, and I didn't pick up another meeting. Do you know what I mean? Like I just, I went to other meetings and floated around and you know did whatever. But I didn't take that advice from my sponsor to say, Lee, you need to get another regular, another regular meeting until this course is over. Didn't do it. Um, <clears throat> in second year university, I decided. Uh, I decided that I was in love with a newcomer. Okay, I didn't have 15 years. I had about 10 years clean, and uh, because of that insanity, my sponsor and I went separate ways. So it's like, okay, you're not going to your home group anyway anymore, and you don't have a sponsor anymore. And women were asking me to sponsor them. I don't know why. Asked me to sponsor them, and I was saying, no, I'm too busy. Yeah, and that hurts my heart today that I said that to people. Because if you ask me to be your sponsor today, I'll say, yeah, let's talk about it. You know, to anybody. Except for newcomer men. Sorry. Um, actually, no. Yeah. So, and then school went on. The program I'm in is a 10-year program. program. It's, a long, it's a long journey. And uh, the people that I was were hanging out with regularly. There was four of them. And they were people, I didn't realize that at the time, but they were people who weren't really into NA anymore. You know? And uh, we were doing lots of social things and whatever, but one by one, they dropped off. You know, one picked up and went <coughs> really quickly. Another one picked up, and to this day, they're just living in fucking misery. You know? And the other one picked up, and I don't know what happened. You know, so it's like my friends, my poor people who I'd surrounded myself were not in NA anymore. And of course, I had my people that were in NA and were saying, hey, Lee, are you okay? And we're going to see you at that meeting. You want to go to a convention? Blah, blah, blah. No. And one of my big regrets today, especially when I see the pictures on Facebook, is that there was this group of women from Ottawa who went to the Philadelphia convention. And they asked me if I wanted to go. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Why would I want to spend my weekend at a convention? You know? Eek. Eek. And I'm sure that was a big warning sign to everybody else, but when you're in the disease, it doesn't... You don't know. You know, everybody else can see it, but but you can't. So that, by that point, I was living in Northern Ontario uh, with my parents, and uh, I was working at an internship. That's why I went up there. And by that point, my life had gotten as small as it was when I was, when I was using, you know? There were people that cared about me out there, but I wasn't connecting with them. It's like when you can't love yourself, you can't hear anybody else say, say that they love you. And uh, so, yeah, so obviously the end of the story is that I just came to the same place where I was desperate, lonely, angry, everything was everybody else's fault. Um, blame, 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 blame. It's all you guys, you know? And uh, all those years that I've worked on this relationship with my parents, <coughs> gifts of recovery, um, we got into a huge fight. I said terrible things. And uh, that was kind of like the last straw. You know, it's like, what am I doing? You know, why am I in recovery anymore? 
I don't have anything that I used to have. I'm the exact same person. And uh, that's when I that's when I hit bottom emotionally and everything spiritually. And I ended up uh, at a convention in Toronto. And there was this speaker, and she told the same story. And she was like, yeah, you know, around, I think she was around 20 years clean. It's like I was hitting this bottom. Everything had changed. Everything sucked. And uh, and then I got out of it, and I'm much better today. And I was like, where's the answer? You didn't say the answer. So after the meeting, I went up and talked to her and whatever. And what she told me that I'd like to share with you, because maybe this is where you are and that this will help you get out of it. Um, okay, let me get this right. I said to her, I just want what I used to have. You know, I used to be so spiritual. I used to have so much love. I used to have so much friends. I used to be in a step group. I used to be whatever, blah, blah, blah. I just want it back. Why can't I have it back? Poor me, poor me. I'm a fucking victim. You know? And she's like, you'll never, ever have that back again. And I was like, what? That's not the answer I was expecting. You know? And uh, it'll be different. You know, if you want it, you can change, and it will be different. So, oh, okay. That doesn't sound as good as like everything's going to be amazing, but there's a little bit, there's a little bit of hope there. So I asked her to be my sponsor, and I made a commitment to call her, and I started doing 90 and 90. And remember, I'm in small town, northern Ontario. I'm really out of my element because in Ottawa, you just walk down a meeting, you see six people in recovery. You know, or walk down the street, you see six people in recovery. And so I had to do 90 and 90 in other fellowships. And, you know, that was my, that's what worked for me at the time. I needed to be accountable every single day to do something for my recovery and to be seen um, and to see. You know, and I never thought I would ever do that because I'm such an N.A. lover, you know. I love our fellowship, and it's not better than any other fellowship. I'm just a a really N.A. person at heart. But I had to humble myself and go ask for help. You know, and it's funny, the same thing happened. Started to build a home group where I got to know people, started sponsoring again, started doing the steps again, uh, started doing service again. And it's funny, you know, like it's, it's been a few years, but it's like the stuff that worked in the beginning still works. Like, it's not, there's no magic formula. I was like, well, you know, with so much clean time, things are different, you know. Um, I don't have to do the same things that I did in early recovery, and, you know, you have to find out what works for you. And it was just like, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, that's Lee's way. That's the Lee way of recovery, you know. And uh, I choose the NA way, you know. I choose it today, and I'm living it, and I'm loving it, Heard that speaker say that yesterday in my car, and I was like, that's it. It's kind of like McDonald's, but different. (laughs) Yeah, so what do you want to talk about? Sponsor? No, okay, I'll have to talk about sponsorship. I don't know what time it is, but I need to share this with you guys. Five minutes, or you're just giving me a high five. Um, Yeah, I have to say this, because I only said this out loud a couple days ago. So I'll say it out loud again because that's, you know, one of those things that I've learned to do is that I'm struggling with getting a sponsor. I don't think I need one and I don't think it's for me because I have so much people in my life that help me and guide me and know all of the shit 
you know? Um, that's the truth. But there's that little voice in my head, in my head that says, Lee, that's not the any way, that's the Lee way. The Lee way. The loophole. <laughs> and that what I've been doing is trying to keep an open mind, and I'm talking to other people about their sponsor, sponsee relationships. Because I love being a sponsor, because for me, it's just like a guide through the steps. That's what I do, that's what I have to offer, whatever. But being a sponsor without a sponsor, mm, you know, not so much. Um, so I'm just trying to have an open mind and ask people their experience and share about it. So that's where I'm at with, with sponsor, with sponsorship. It's been a journey, eh? First picking somebody on based on what they look like, and then the middle sponsor who was amazing that I had for like 13 years, picking her because she was quiet at meetings, walked with respect when people were sharing, she was listening, and worked the steps, you know? So this third sponsor round, I don't know what it's gonna hold. Um, I don't know what's gonna happen. So I heard a little chime, so I think that means wrap it up. And uh, I don't know, I really wish that, that something I said made sense to somebody. Uh, I'm not a, like a any spokesperson by any means. I didn't get into half the mistakes that I've made, one-third, one-eighth, one-sixteenth. Um, but I don't have to be perfect, you know. The last thing I'll say is that uh, I learned that I could start my recovery over at any time. You know, um, last year on my cake, my mom made my cake. She came to my celebration, okay? Her pears are being made. And she's like, what do you want on your cake? Because I'm like, chocolate. She went, what do you want like on your cake? And I swear to God, the first thing that came to my mind was back to basics. So she did it. And uh, yeah, it's, I would get that on my cake again this year because that's where, that's where I'm at. Still uh, reminding myself that I do the same things as I did when I was doing the basics for the first time. You know, and it's working out really good for me. So, thank you so much, convention people. Thank you, Richard, for sharing. I was just like right there, right there with you. And uh, to anybody new or just coming back, welcome. And just for today, I love you. Mm -hmm. Thank you.